Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159 on a terrific Thursday. Yes, sir. You're truly sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, a no-no in baseball. Money well spent in the NFL. This Matt Ryan can still play. Brady says, can't we all just be friends? Time to finally step up with the big boys, Gonzaga. And a whole lot more coming at you over the next 60 minutes right here on Sports Good Radio. We'll get to all those stories, push your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks. Ah, uh, yes, Fox Sports there with the call. No-hitter last night and then Dusty Baker afterwards uh, talking about how he's been part of two of these no-hitters uh, with uh, the, on the other side of the Roy Halladay Philadelphia Phillies a no-hitter way back when. Ah, yes. Uh, interesting for sure. Houston does win 5 nothing. Got a little Thursday night football. Who's going to be watching what down in Houston uh, and Philadelphia for that matter? Uh, you going to watch the Eagles and the Houston Texans? Are you going to watch the uh, Astros and Philadelphia Phillies? little luster taken out of the Phillies uh, uh, wagon if you will, last night with the no-hitter. Here, here's what's wrong. You know, right away, I'm going to start with a complaint. Why not? I'm in one of those moods. You know, here's what's wrong with baseball. They take out Christian Javier, who's obviously throwing great, right? 97 pitches, no hits, obviously. He struck out nine. I mean, he is just not, not always the throwing a no-hitter. If, if it can get any better than that, it, it did with this guy as he's striking out every other player. I mean, he is just absolutely cruising. Does have a couple of walks, but still. Now, he's had four games this year in which he's thrown for more than 97 pitches. Not a lot, but he has done it before. So I'm thinking to myself, myself, you know, he's got to get another shot, at least the seventh inning, right? He's not going to go the full nine uh, because he would be on pace for about 130 pitches. So I don't think they would do that, right? Although, personally, I would go as long as uh, the guy has a no-hitter. I would. So they take him out. You know, Dusty, this is why Dusty Baker is a loser. He takes it, and this is why manage. I hate to pin it on just him, but this is the circumstance. So the guy is throwing great. He's throwing 97 pitches. He's done that more than four times this year, throwing more than 97. Why in the world would you ever take him out of a 5-0 World Series game in which you have to win? You can't take any chances, you know, being down two games to one already, right? You can't assume in Philadelphia that with three more at-bats left for the Phillies, who, oh, by the way, rallied from a 5-0 deficit in game one, you know, in case your memory isn't that long, that they can come back. Why in the world would you ever take your starting pitcher out of a game after six innings? You're telling me he couldn't even go one more inning? Why would you chance it? You know, it's it's you know, it's like turning over cups there, and you're looking for the ball, and you know, you you don't find it, and you're supposed to avoid the ball. You know, you turn over one, okay, uh, you can walk away a winner if you want to. No, let's turn over another one, okay, turn over another one, okay, you can uh, walk away a winner. No, let's turn over another, one. and you keep on turning it. Why do you keep on bringing reliever after reliever after reliever in? Now, did it work out? Yes, it did, obviously, but it doesn't make any sense. You know, sometimes when things work out, that doesn't mean it's the right move. If you're not going to leave a pitcher in, in the world freaking series in which you're trailing two games to one and you have to win, 
when are you ever going to give that pitcher the benefit of the doubt? You know, when, when Abreu comes in, or Montero comes in, or Presley comes in, and uh, they give up three, four, five runs, and you got to sweat this thing out, and maybe you still win. You know, when, when do you ever go back and, and just say, Dusty, what are you doing? You know, the guy's throwing 97 pitches. That's not the end of the world. He could throw over 100. He's thrown over 100 a few times this year already. Why, why would you take him out? These managers, they, they, these teams win in spite of the manager. It, it is just amazing. 97, you tell me he's worn out my ass. You know what? Then you go to him and you say, you get your ass back out there. And I'm going to leave you in there until you give up a base hit. You know, it's 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 crazy. Crazy. Now, again, it worked out. Relievers came in. But maybe the relievers come in. Those same relievers come in tonight. <clears throat> and they don't work out because they had the pitch yesterday or because the Phillies got one more chance to see them. You know, there, there's different ways to have a thing not work out. It's not just immediately okay to DeBreo and Montero and Presley come in and get out of the game. Yes, they did. But that doesn't mean there's not lasting effects to these guys coming in. It's just let the guy pitch until he gives up a hit. Will you please? Again, you wonder why Dusty's never won as a manager? There you go. 844-843-6879. Just getting started. Opposite Picks, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right, that's, uh, I suppose that's the best attitude you could have, right? Uh, Fox Sports uh, there. Or actually, uh, I think that was a KGBM uh, with the call there down in uh, Houston. And then, uh, you know, the Kyle Schwarber afterwards uh, talking about uh, how uh, he just obviously uh, does not care. We'll keep it clean. Uh, so, yep, I, I, it's the best attitude, especially when you have to play the next game. It is embarrassing, I would think, uh, there, KBME. I think that's what I said, right? Yeah, uh, with the call. I, it is embarrassing to get no hit. I mean, how is that possible? Right? I, I tell you, out of all the things, it's funny. I didn't check last night. Um, FanDuel offers up a no-hitter uh, prop. Uh, basically, it gets about five. Uh, you know, sometimes they wait to six, but they do throw it out there. Heck, I've seen it done after four innings. They'll throw you a no-hitter prop on FanDuel. Uh, and they don't give you a lot of it's, 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 it's money. It's like 8-1, to 9-1. to one. And we always make fun of it because it's so ridiculous, the chances of a no-hitter happening. And, and they're only giving you, you know, sometimes 6, 7, 8, 9 to 1. It should be 20, 25 to 1, right? So I was on the air last night doing uh, the show that we do here on Sports Grid from 7 to 10 uh, in play sports tonight. And I, I guess we probably got through the fourth or fifth inning. We didn't get that deep. My show ends at uh, 10. So we weren't that far in. But I didn't check. I don't know if they did it last night or not. I don't know if people betted. Uh, again, I'd be curious to know what the odds were. Like I said, during the regular season, um, they, they weren't giving you a whole heck of a lot to, to bet the yes. And they weren't offering you the no. So it was a one-way bet, right? So that, that was another little thing that irked me, that if you could bet a yes, you should be able to bet a no on a proposition. So uh, I don't know if they posted that last night, but if they did and people bet it, then obviously, uh, how about that? It, it actually won. Here's the other thing from last night. I know this is goofy, but that's what we do here. I think they at least, at worst, tied the record and more than likely set the record for most zeros in a box score or a line score. What? Yeah. Think about it. Houston only scored five runs, and it all came in one inning. 
Has there been another game in which the line score had 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22 out of 24 squares, if you will, had a zero in it? Because no zero zero in the first, zero zero in the second, that's four, zero zero in the third, that's six, zero zero in the fifth, that's eight. Uh, we had one zero in the fifth, that's nine, zero zero in the sixth, that's eleven, zero zero in the seventh, that's thirteen, zero zero in the eighth, that's fifteen, zero zero in the ninth, uh, and the home team did bat, that's seventeen. Uh, runs five Houston zero that's 16 Philadelphia hits zero Philadelphia that's uh 17 10 for Houston so that's another zero and you had errors zero zero so 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 22 zeros has there ever been another game? in which there have been 22 zeros in your line score. I don't know. Um, when you start to think about it, okay, maybe you had a 10 nothing no-hitters thrown in there, Scott. Yeah, but then that would mean you'd have to have 20 hits or 10 hits in order to get that extra zero that we got last night with the 10 hits for Houston. And all the runs being scored by the winning team would have to come in one inning like it did last night in Houston. So... Little, little, you know, yeah, I don't sleep at night. I think of these things. It, it just, you know, it, you know uh, I, I stay awake at night thinking about this. How many other games in the history of baseball have had 22 zeros in the line score? The nine innings and then runs, hits, and errors because they got 10 hits and Houston scored all their runs in, in one inning. I don't, I don't think, listen, there, there might be another one that had 22, but it'd be hard-pressed. Someone's got to score, right? Unless extra innings, Scott. Now, that's not bad. Uh, you got the you got games that go to extra innings with no-hitters. Uh, let, let's say a nine-inning, then. We'll limit it to how many nine-inning games have had 22 zeros in their line score? You, you got to have at least one. I mean, you have to have at least two because... You have to have a hit, and you have to score a run. So we tied the record last night at worst, if not set up for the most zeros in a nine-inning line score. How about that? Does that make your day? Uh, you talk a little water cooler. That, that'll get you into the conversation in the water cooler last, uh, for last night. So you got Javier and three relievers. More importantly, the series is now tied at two. And out of all the things that happened last night, and I flipped, I switched. You know, I put the Wetzel Black Cloud in the Philadelphia Phillies. Sorry, Philly fans. After game three, I, you know what? After uh, reluctantly buying into this uh, goofy team, the Phillies, you know, 12 games over 500, I said, all right, it, uh, you know what? After winning game three and, and the Astros really not playing particularly well, um, I'm buying into Philadelphia. I'm buying hook, line, sinker. I'm buying into Philadelphia. I bet Philadelphia, and look what happens. Not only do they not win, they get uh, they get no hit. So the Wetzel Black Cloud is alive and well. Amazing. So now where do you go for the series, right? Um, I you know I'm, I, you go back to the, you go back to the Astros, I, I guess. Um, you know, do I really think the Astros are going to win? I, I don't know what a no hitter does to a team. Um, you know, in the postseason, especially now. Uh, I I would think I, I guess I'm going to go back to the Astros. I don't know what to do. Uh, World Series betting. Houston is back to being a favorite plus uh, or minus 180. 
Philadelphia was the favorite heading into last night's game at minus 160. Well, it's amazing how one game has really flipped it, right? One game. Now Houston, though, more importantly, is guaranteed uh, one more home game. And our uh, I will say this, our Astros laying a game and a half bet is now still alive. Uh, and, and look at actually halfway decent, to tell you the truth. You know, you just win tonight, and then boom, you go home uh, with the, uh, you know, what are your aces on the hill, and uh, you win this thing four games to two, and the series somehow or another slipped away for the Philadelphia Phillies. That's what will be the story. You know, it's, it's somehow or another the Phillies win complete control the whole series, right? They win game one. All right, they throw away game two. They win game three. Uh, and then they're going to look at themselves and say, how the fudge did we lose this? How, how did, you know, that's what's going to happen. You do have Verlander going tonight. He says he saw a little flaw in his pitching, and that's what uh, was the problem in game, game two of the World Series, or game one of the World Series. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Um, you want to tell me you found a little glitch? Okay, but you got Verlander and Syndergaard. I'm betting the over seven and a half as well. I'm going to bet the Astros uh, tonight with uh, their run total. Syndergaard, as I told you the other day, two more days off. He hasn't pitched in basically a month. To think that this guy is going to come out there and stop the Astro bats, I would be – he's not that good anyway to t- this year. So uh, to think that he's going to be able to stifle them, yeah, uh, Archie Bunker phrase, I I, uh, I don't see it happening. I, I do like the Astros tonight. They're minus 160. I don't have any faith in Verlander. I really don't. Uh, you know, burn me once, shame on me. Burn me twice, shame on me. Burn me three, four, five times, all shame on me. Um, there is no shame on you when it comes to gambling. I am not, though, betting on Justin Verlander again, uh, at least not to get the win. Maybe I'll bet on the Astros, and he leaves after you know, five innings, giving up six runs. But <clears throat> I don't have any faith in him thinking he's going to go in there and uh, and pitch really well. Not, not with his World Series line scores. No way, no how. But that said, Astros and the over, that combo uh, has got to come in one of these times, and I think it comes in tonight. I really do. So back on the Astros bandwagon. Celebrate, Philly fans. 844-843-6879. Check out our shots on goal and all the other goodies that we have for you right here on Opposites of Picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, opposite picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Dusty Baker there on Christian Javier's performance. He never had a battery with the same first name. What? Why? I mean, did Barry Bond accidentally stick you with a couple of those needles there, Dusty? You never had a catcher named Jim or Bill or Bob, and you never had a pitcher named Jim, Bill, or Bob? What? What? You never had a catcher and a pitcher with the same first name before. Um. Okay. Okay, Dusty. You you keep on. Uh, you know. Yeah. I think you've been hanging around our president a little bit too long. Uh. And, and then Christian Vasquez, who I you know I am rooting for Houston because I'm rooting for Christian Vasquez because he's a former Red Sox and he was a good Red Sox and 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 I liked him and I I don't know why they really got rid of him. Uh, you know, not a great, great, great hitter, but, you know, a real good catcher, above average catcher. Everyone seemed to like him. You know, clutch hits, you know, left and right. So, 
Um, yeah, so I, I can root for the Astros without really having a dog in a fight just because uh, I'm going to root for him because he seems to be a good guy. and uh, He's a fellow a Red Sox. He'll always be a Red Sox. So I never had a battery with the same first name before. That was it. Like, what? <laughs> really? And you've been managing for how long and how many different catchers? Okay. Uh, I guess that's as goofy as my zeros in, in the line school. You thought I was a little dopey, huh? Uh, Thursday Night Football, Brandon Cooks missed practice today. Before you do anything with the game uh, today, I mean yesterday, he didn't go to practice. Uh, personal issues. He's not happy about not being traded by the Texans. He's a big part of their offense. Without him, Boy, they don't have a whole lot on that offense. They have the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town. They're two touchdown underdogs. It's almost uh, an unbettable game tonight. It really is. I mean, can you really bet on Houston? Um, can you really bet on Philadelphia? On the road, short week, laying two touchdowns. I got a feeling that's the most a road favorite has been in these Thursday night games since they've started a few years back. Uh, I can't do that. Believe it or not, I'll look myself in the mirror and be more content losing on Houston tonight than I would the Philadelphia Eagles. That That is a tough, tough spot. And the Eagles are coming off an emotional game against rival Pittsburgh. Uh, to think that they're going to be able to hop on a plane uh, and then fly to to Houston, and you know, which is a pretty decent-sized flight, and win by not only one touchdown but two touchdowns plus. So you really got to be up three scores. You know, the Texans are bad, I get that, but, you know, they're capable of, you know, some decent performances. So I do like Houston, especially in the first half. Maybe when everything is said and done, the Eagles kind of pull away, but I think, uh, you know what, mark it down here. I would not be surprised if Houston actually won this game outright. I know that's crazy. I get it. Eagles are 7-0. and but something tells me this is going to be a close game. Like I said, short week, Thursday football, on the road, uh, a, a know-nothing opponent, very easy to just kind of look past this opponent and just poo-poo them. Uh, this has got all the – this is Houston's, you know, basically it's their Super Bowl. Uh, they got the rival commanders. Washington up next does Philadelphia, so you can see this can be a look-ahead game as well. Um, yeah, I, I'd be careful. I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be laying that 14. I, I think this is going to be a, a decent game. I really do. Uh, baskets last night. Let's go to that. Uh, Lakers win as Matt Ryan, uh, not obviously the Matt Ryan, uh, but Matt Ryan basketball hits a jumper, a three pointer at the buzzer with 1.3 seconds left on an inbounds pass, sends the game to overtime. Uh, and the Lakers uh, beating New Orleans uh, by three. Wow. Uh, that was uh, that second straight win for, for L.A. I did like the New Orleans last night, the Pelicans. LeBron was sick. He played, but still, uh, Lakers had a 16-point lead, uh, and they fall to uh, one and six. So, uh, or, or they they, they would have fallen to one and six, but they get the, the victory. So, Lakers end up winning it, and now they're two and five on their way. Luka with the seven straight 30 uh, points or more performance to start the game. Ties Will Chamberlain. Uh, to start a season with uh, most 30-point games. He's unbelievable. I'll tell you what, uh, Dallas team doesn't have a whole heck of a lot on its plate, but with him there, they are a force. They are absolutely a force. Uh, Miami signs uh, linebacker Bradley Chubb to a five-year agreement, $110 million extension. Get a load of this. I mean, this has got to be a misprint or something's goofy, right? I'm looking at it on the four-letter network. 
Says uh, Miami, uh, you know, agrees in principle on a five-year, $110 million extension with Bradley Chubb, and Sanams can boost it to $111.25 million. So it's going to go from $110 million to $111.25, so he's got $1.25 million in incentives? Is that, is that possible? Um, what would be the point of that, right? He's getting 60-plus million guaranteed, and uh, with the contract, uh, with the one year he has currently left it, so it's six years, 119 million. I, I don't, um, I don't know if that's right or wrong or just a misprint. But why would there be a 1.25 million dollar incentive clause thrown in there? That's that's kind of weird. Um, maybe it's just health wise or, or showing up for practices in the summertime. Um, but they do sign. That was one of my main concerns. So uh, you know, I'm happier more. Well, with the trade now than I was yesterday, but I'm still a little l- reluctant with this guy. He's always, always heard. Yeah, you're locking this guy in for three years, guaranteed money, $20 million a year. He better stay healthy. Uh, that's all I'm saying. The Dolphins window, we talked about this with Donnie on Moneyline, and we mentioned it here as well. The Dolphins window is two more years, all right? Then they got to figure out what they're going to do with Tua. But they have two more years left of Tua on a rookie contract. That's when you can make these moves. That's when you can go trade for Ty Hill and give him a gazillion dollars. That's when you could trade for Bradley Chubb and give him a gazillion dollars because they don't have a quarterback making $45 million on their roster. They got a quarterback making $15 million. You you can do that with so you have those that first contract with the quarterback. Uh, you know, cross your fingers. You hope he's successful. You know, since he's got it with Burrow, Chargers got it with Bur- or with uh, with Herbert. Um, you know, you need these quarterbacks that start off in a, in a bang, and this way you could spend money elsewhere and not on your quarterback. And then once the quarterback, you know, is off the uh, rookie contract, now you got to pay him forty five million dollars, or you cut the bait. Most teams don't cut the bait, uh, and then you got to get rid of players. You know, Kansas City is the greatest example you'll you'll ever see of that. Uh, you know, uh, when they have Pat Mahomes, you win a Super Bowl on a rookie contract. When you got to re-sign Pat Mahomes, you got to get rid of Ty Hill. Uh, that That's the best example I can give you of how, what these teams are under. They're, they're under the gun. They have to win in the first year of this rookie contract. Or, like I said, cut bait. I don't know what the Dolphins would do. I, I really don't. Uh, after two more years, you know, would they cut bait? Would they start all over again? Uh, would they try to find a way? You'd, you'd have to cut some of these guys. If you want to give Tua two years from now the going rate, which at that point is going to be, you know, as it is now, $40, $45 million, right? You're going to be able to squeeze that in a contract when you're giving Ty Hill that kind of money and, and now uh, Chubb that kind of money. So, But for now, uh, they got it done. Um, so I, I guess I'm happy about that. Here's more good numbers on Tua, by the way. It is amazing. Uh, you know, you watch him play and you just say, boy, this guy's really not that good. But then there's always these numbers about how he has a better record than Joe Burrow. He's got a better record than Justin Herbert. Um, his third down efficiency is the best the NFL has ever seen. What? Yeah. Uh, I saw this on, uh, on one of the websites I check out. Uh, he's completed this year 36 of 50. For 492 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions on third down this season. His 142.7 passer rating on third down is the highest mark the NFL has had since the league began tracking the passer rating by down in 1991. 
So over the last 31 years, Tua has the best third down rate ever. Yet when you watch him play as a Dolphin fan, right? I don't think there's a Dolphin fan out there that doesn't think, uh, you know, I don't know about Tua, you know? And that's like the good Dolphin fan. Uh, the pessimistic Dolphin fan like me says, uh, you know what, we can't win with him. But every time you turn around, there's another mark that says two is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's amazing. Best third down rate ever, ever. Two attacks. <clears throat> Pyramid plays yesterday. Lost with New Orleans. Lost with uh, the Flyers. Lost with over Bowling Green. One with the uh, Astros and one with uh, Travis Konecki. So we went two and three shots on goal. Uh, we're two and three with our pyramid plays. One and two with our shots on goal. So we'll do a new pyramid plays when we come back. Shots on goal when we come back. Opposite picks when we come back as well. Right here on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yes, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, boy, we made a, made a little dip into our deficit there, but we've given it right back these last couple of nights. Another 2-5 and five yesterday going opposite 5-2 and two with our uh, right plays, straight plays. So uh, we're now uh, back down to $3,200 if you're a $100 player and you've been with us since the beginning of the year. Here we go, though. We got a uh, seven-pack of games tonight. Uh, we're going to start with a little NFL. Houston plus 14 versus Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, I got to put my hard-earned American money on the uh, one-win Texans. Traveling on a short week for the Philadelphia Eagles, laying double digits. That's a near impossible task. It really is. Philly's good, obviously, 7-0. Houston is bad, obviously, one win. But not that good for Philly and not that bad for Houston. You want to give me 14 points with the home team on a Thursday night? Love the Texans here. Uh, give me the Eagles minus the 14. Pick number two, UTEP, plus three and a half at Rice. Little college football. You know, Rice just lost to Charlotte as 15-point home favorites. No reason why they can't win to a UTEP club, which is trying to become bowl eligible. The Miners at four and three, their last seven games, four and four overall. So is Rice, both coming off losses. So, you know what? It's basically a pick of game. Might as well grab the three and a half points, right? Yeah, give me Rice minus the three and a half. Pick number three, NBA, Golden State laying eight and a half at Orlando. Hard to believe, but the Warriors are 0-4 on the road this season. They've lost four road games in a row last year one time. Uh, they won their fifth game after that by 42 points. Same could happen here, considering they're coming off three straight losses overall as well. So you know you're going to get an A effort. And Golden State's A effort versus even Orlando's A effort. This could get real ugly tonight. Love Golden State laying eight and a half. Uh, give me Orlando plus the eight and a half. 
Pick number four, moved to the NHL. Bruins plus 110 at the Rangers. Bruins off to the best start in hockey. Nine and one, and I'm getting odds. They got odds against Pittsburgh last time out and rallied to get the victory. Rangers just six and five overall. Three and three only at home, and their favorites love the Bruins here. Uh, give me the Rangers, minus the 130. Pick number five, Vegas, minus 140 at Ottawa. Golden Knights of Vegas have the second-best record in the league behind Boston at 9-2. and two. Uh, They aren't getting odds, but I'm getting them at basically uh, even here against a mediocre Ottawa Senators team, which is only 4-5, and five, including three straight losses. Love Vegas here. Uh, give me Ottawa, plus the 120. Pick number six, New Jersey, plus 120 at Edmonton. I might be wrong about this Devils team, which finished closer to last place last year than first. Started this season with two straight losses. All look doom and gloom, but uh, they're 7-3 since that, including four straight wins. 7-1, actually, their last eight games. They've outscored their opponents in his four-game winning streak 19-5. Oilers 7-3, but only 3-3 three three at home. Love the Devils here. Getting odds. Uh, give me uh, Edmonton minus the 140. Final pick, Anaheim plus 150 at Vancouver. Who are the Canucks to be a monster minus 170 favorite over anybody? They're just 2-8 and eight this season. Ducks got off to an awful start, but they've won two in a row. And uh, you know what? They offer, dare I say this, good value tonight. You want to give me Anaheim, basically, to be in a pick'em game, plus 150? Love the Ducks here. Uh, give me uh, Vancouver, uh, minus the uh, 170. Opposite picks for a uh, Thursday, a little Thursday night football. Eagles, minus 14 at Houston. Rice, minus 3.5 versus UTEP. Orlando, plus 8.5 versus Golden State. Uh, Rangers minus 130 versus Boston. Ottawa plus 120 against Vegas. Edmonton minus 140 against New Jersey. And Vancouver uh, minus 170 at Anaheim. Opposite picks for a Thursday, November 3rd. Good luck, folks. All right, then. Uh, with that, we will put that uh, on the front page of the website, uh, as we always do. You know, thinking about it, um, I didn't realize this, but Rice is playing tonight in college football. So what? Uh, well, you know where Rice is located? Houston. Yep. So all this talk about the Texans and the Astros in action. Now, UTEP's not from Philadelphia. I get that. But uh, down in Houston, boy, you're talking about a monster sports night, right? Uh, too bad the Rockets aren't playing tonight. There's an abbreviated NBA schedule. Uh, the only the two games, and the Rockets are not playing in one of them. But you have Rice from Houston in football. You got the baseball team Astros. You got the football team Texans. Uh, who's gonna be Who's gonna be going to Rice versus UTEP, no less? You know, I mean, if it was Rice and maybe Central Florida uh, or Navy, you know, get some military folks down there, or maybe another. Uh, um, well, Texas is from uh, you know from uh, UTEP is from Texas, but uh, still, I mean, I mean, you'd have to be crazy, right? I guess a college kid maybe would be going to the Rice game, but other than that. Um, you know, Houston's not exactly a hot tip of the jump from El Paso, so I don't know how many people from El Paso is going to be making a trip. But, uh, yeah, you got three things going on in in Houston tonight. All right, uh, let's go back to our uh, shots on goal and our pyramid plays and everything else. So we went to two and three last night, pyramid plays. Tonight, best NBA play. We only have the two games. I, I do like Golden State tonight. I, I really do. Um, 
Listen, are they going to lose, you know, four, five straight road games? I, I really doubt it. I, I think you're going to get their AF for tonight. And as much as I love Orlando, uh, this one could get real ugly. I, 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 this would be one of those where I put a couple shekels on an adjusted line, like late 14, 15, get like two to one. I think it's got a 20-point win written all over it. As I told you, oh, by the way, last night, Milwaukee would end up doing. NHL best play, I'll take the Bruins plus 110. Best record in hockey, 9-1, and I'm getting odds against the basically a 500 Ranger team. Uh, baseball play. Boy, it's a tough one, uh, but I'm going to go over 7.5. I think that's the safe way out. I don't know what to expect anymore from this Houston team or from this Phillies team. I'd like to think the Phillies would bounce back, but with uh, uh, Verlander on the hill, they, they should get some runs, but with uh, Syndergaard on the hill, so should Houston. <clears throat> I'm not sure how this one's going to stay under 7.5, so over 7.5 I think is your best baseball play tonight. And then college football with the two games, <clears throat> I would go under 47.5 UTEP at Rice. Uh, UTEP couldn't score with a $20 bill in a cheap brothel house, so uh, they're going to be hard-pressed to get more than 15, 17 points. And I don't think Rice is going to be putting 30-plus on the board. So under 47.5, UTEP at Rice is your uh, best uh, college football play tonight. Shots on goal. All right, last night we went 1-2. and two. Uh, We hit with Konecki. We, we lost with Malkin and uh, Tage Thompson. Uh, so we would one and two on that one, but we did hit one of our two parlays, uh, which paid uh, a nice little sum. We hit with Tavares two and a half and uh, Rust two and a half, and we lost with our other one. So in the end, the two and three, we hit the parlay one and one, uh, right around even. We went yesterday uh, when everything is said and done, going three and four because of the parlay paying a decent little price. So tonight, where are we going to go? We got three plays straight, three parlays. Uh, the three straight plays, and we're going to have to do more of these parlays because the numbers are just too crazy with the VIGs. We just can't be laying minus 150, 160, 170 all the time. You can't do it. Uh, you, you'll go broke doing that. So you got to put those in parlays. So our straight plays, we got Vancouver's Bo Horvath, two and a half, minus 138. He leads the team in shots on goal. Uh, he, he has that averaging over three and a half shots on goal, and we're getting him at two and a half. And Vancouver is going up against one of the worst defensive teams as far as shots on goals are concerned, and uh, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, the worst as a matter of fact. So uh, that's actually the best play, I think, of the night. Two and a half for, uh, for good old Bo. Um, he's, he's the number one guy for Vancouver, and Anaheim is the worst team in the NHL as far as shots allowed. So Horvath, go. Uh, Dallas is uh, Mason Marchant. He's second on the team in shots on goal. His number is also only two and a half, no big, against Arizona, which is the third worst shots on goal team. And then we're going to go with Seattle's Oliver Bjorkstrand. We played him before. He's two and a half, minus 130 as well. He also is one of the top one, two Seattle players as far as shots on goal are concerned, averaging over three. So we're getting him at a pretty good price, and they play a lousy team also. Uh, I forget who it is, uh, but uh, Seattle, who are they playing here? I, I'm supposed to write that stuff down. They play, was it Washington? I think it's, no, not Washington. Um, somebody here. Anyway. Oh, Minnesota. Uh, and Minnesota's in the top ten as far as uh, shots on goal out, like the seventh worst team. So uh, straight plays, Horvat, Marshawn, and Bjorkstrand. Parlays now. We're going to go with Carolina's uh, Andre Shreznikov, two and a half. He averages four. 
It's juiced minus 185, which is why we're not going to play it straight, and we're going to parlay him with uh, Alex Ovechkin. He's at 3.5 minus 175, and he's going up against uh, defensive Civ Detroit. That'll be one parlay. Second parlay, Carolina again will go with Brent Burns. He leads the team in shots on goal, averages around four. His number is two and a half, but 175. So we're going to parlay him with Dallas's Jason Robertson. Uh, he's at two and a half minus 165 as he's taken on Arizona. And then our third parlay, we're going to go with uh, Trocek for the Rangers. Uh, he's at uh, two and a half minus 160. And we're going to put him with Detroit's uh, Dylan Larkin, the guy that we never, ever, ever win with. Uh, he's two and a half minus 138. So Shreznikov, Ovechkin, one parlay, Burns, Robertson, another parlay, Trocek, Larkin, a third parlay. And again, check out the hockey page on the website, and that's where I'll post uh, all the stuff right after the show. So we're set with that. Uh, our uh, open uh, parlays, uh, you know what? Uh, we're, we're doing okay here. All right, we our main parlay, we hit with Miami, pick them. And good thing we did the pick them because they didn't cover the spread. So we risked $100 to win $43. So we got that, $143. Uh, we're going to go with the, as much as I think they could lose this outright, we'll, we'll, we'll put the Wetzel Black Cloud. It's not going to net us a whole lot, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to lay it on the Eagles' money line, minus $820, $143 to win $17. We, we might be the only mopes that are actually putting that money line bet in, but that's okay. You know, the idea is we need six of these to win, and in the end, it's going to be well over $1,000. So just, I've done it before, no matter how much the payouts are, it, it, it turns out that way. So $143 to win $17 will be up to $160 if the Eagles win. And if the Eagles don't win... Well, you know what? We took one for the team, fellow Dolphin fans. Our bet against the Blackhawks back in action tonight as Chicago hosts the L.A. Queens. All right, Kings laying 170 Big price. We got $470 uh, in our uh, anti-Chicago Blackhawks play, right? So let's go to hockey. Uh, let's go to L.A. Kings. And now it's at the 184 Wow, it was 170 last night. All right, let's put in our money. Uh, our specific only bet against the Blackhawks, $470 we're up to. We got to win two more times. Uh, if we win, it pays $255. So risking $470 to win $200 and what did I say? $55? Yeah, $255 to win $255. Nice. Um, we got Arizona in action tonight, so we're going to go with Dallas. Uh, minus 210 at Arizona, risking $100 to win 48 And then we got our fourth parlay, still alive, as the uh, Cavaliers did beat the Celtics last night. Four legs down, one to go, or two to go. We're up to over 400 bucks. I'll let you know where we're going to put it when we come back. Opposite pick, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is SportsGrid Radio. Opposite picks right here on a Thursday. We got uh, Ben Stevens and uh, Joe Lisi coming up next. We're at Football Full Circle. We'll take you over the next hour after I am through. All right, six-team, quarter of a unit, $25 underdog open party. 
four in after the cadavers last night. The Cavaliers rally, beat the Celtics, so we win $215. So our uh, four-game kitty is up to $411. Two more, and we could cash out. Where are we going tonight, Scott? You want to put it all on the Houston Texans? How about that? Now, that would take some uh, you-know-what. Off, what is the money line on the Texans uh, right now? Let us see. NFL, it's about five to one, six to one, I would think. Yep, exactly, Scott. Plus 570. Uh, we, we could do that. That would net us, uh, you know, uh, over $2,000. <laughs> you know, if we had uh, if we had a winner on one of these goofy things, uh, I would take the chance, but I won't do that. We're going to go on our beloved Boston Bruins. We've had some success going on and against Boston on the Bruins uh, two spots ago against the Celtics last night. So let's go right back on the Boston Bruins. They got the best record in the NHL, 9-1. and one. Rangers playing 500 hockey for the most part. So we're getting Boston plus 114. So $411. We're risking it all to win 468 on our Boston Bruins. So there we go. Leg number five of our uh, six-legger. Two more to go. Keep your fingers crossed. A uh, couple stories here. First up, Big 12 Commissioner uh, Brett Yormark uh, apparently talking with Gonzaga folks about Gonzaga joining the Big 12. Obviously no football team, but they would join in basketball. Maybe, maybe Gonzaga's finally stepping up to the big boys. Uh, Tom Brady, apparently, according to People Magazine, upset about his marriage uh, and was willing to do whatever it needed to get fixed. Of course, quitting football was uh, not on that list of doing anything needed, clearly. Football full circle coming up next. We'll talk to you later on tonight with In Play Sports Tonight. Enjoy your day, folks.